Hello and welcome to another episode of The Good Vanilla, a Barefoot Contessa podcast where the chicken stock is homemade, store-bought is just fine, and the vanilla is always good. I am your host, Nick Kachanov, and today we're talking veggies with the volume turned up, folks. Very excited for this. Actually, all the recipes in this episode are not are delicious. I act as if I've tasted them, but I've not. But And I've said this many times, but um, I really feel like I'm going to make this eggplant dish. It's the last thing she makes in this episode, so you're going to have to stick around until then. But before we get into that, how is everyone? Happy Friday. What does everyone have going on this weekend? Are you doing something fun? It's hot outside. Uh, Keon is uh, out of town. He's leaving uh, on Friday of this week, and he's going to New Hampshire. And I'm going to be joining him the following weekend just to kind of visit with the family, and then we'll be back. And uh, it'll be nice. I think it'll be a nice trip. Although I, I would be lying if I said I wasn't nervous for like all of... I feel like flying in general has just become so chaotic. I keep seeing all these videos on TikTok of people being like stranded for like 18 hours at the airport. I'm like, good Lord. It really is the worst. I've never had like a harrowing experience. I've missed my flight before, but I've never been stuck in the airport. So I'm I'm not even going to put that energy out there. My flights are going to be just fine. Just going to keep saying that to myself. But um I think I'll probably catch up on watching some TV over the weekend while Keon's gone. I'm going to hang out with my friend Gina on Saturday, but I'm trying to keep it light because I feel like I just want to veg. Speaking of veg, vegetables, um, I just want to like lay on the couch and watch. Oh my God, I have so many things to catch up on. I have to, I have like five episodes of Drag Race to watch for All Stars 8. (laughs) I'm so behind. Um... What else am I going to be watching? I'm going to be watching the new season of The Real Housewives of New York. I'm very curious. Um, I feel like other things, too. What the heck is everyone watching? Is anyone watching? And just like that, Keon and I are like, we're still watching it. That's like the one thing that I've been consistently watching, actually, out of all the other shows that I want to watch, because him and I both can agree to watch it, which doesn't happen too often nowadays, like, because we have our own separate tastes, and I'm very stubborn <laughs> when it comes to stuff like that. It's like, if I'm going to take an hour out of my evening, I, I want to know that it's going to be good. Um, we were watching a little bit of Ted Lasso, season three, is it? Um, and I think that that's that. So... Anyway, let's get into this episode, shall we? I, I flash forwarded back to, I, I was very, um, very much in a sort of like Barefoot Contessa OG state of mind the past couple weeks, but now I'm flashing forward. This is Back to Basics, Season 18, Episode 5, Cook Like a Pro, Vegetables. So Ina begins, I'm turning ordinary vegetables into extraordinary dishes. I'm taking everyday cauliflower and making cauliflower toasts with cheese and prosciutto. It's the perfect first course. I'm transforming plain zucchini and frozen spinach into a fabulous baked spinach and zucchini. (laughs) Which is, I'll talk about that in a second. Uh, Then she continues, she says, it's the side dish that goes with everything. Then, simple eggplant become spiced lamb stuffed eggplants, perfect for a dinner party. And I think that's it. That's weird. I don't know. That didn't have a very um, solid ending there. But I'm laughing because she says, um, I'm turning plain zucchini and frozen spinach into 
baked spinach and zucchini. She's basically like, it just felt like I was saying the same thing. I don't know. It, it, it hopefully that, that people understand what I'm, why, why I laughed at that. It just sounded a little clunky when I was reading it. And also, I don't know who's writing these episode intros, but Food Network, if you need a, what is it? Pacific Productions. I think that's Ina's production company. I'm just going to write them a letter and be like, Hey, can I just work for you? I'm going to write these episode intros for you and it's going to be great. Anyway, we start out with Ina. She's in the library, of course, with those gorgeous orange couches and orange pillows. And she's holding a head of cauliflower, which I, I don't know why it just made me laugh. And she's like, everyone thinks of cauliflower as a side dish, right? And then I wrote wrong. Uh, so Ina is roasting, or no, Ina roasts cauliflower and then she puts it on toast with lots of gruyere on top. Um, she says something like, anything with a lot of Gruyere on top is going to be a hit or something like that. I don't know. Um, so Ina shows, she's back in the kitchen now, and Ina shows us how to cut up uh, the cauliflower. She says a lot of people just cut it in half. Um, I guess maybe I used to do that, but I, I do what Ina does. I kind of cut out the core of it first, so that way you can have like nice, sort of like picture-perfect florets, you know? Um so she puts the, the cauliflower florets that she just cut up onto a sheet pan with some olive oil, some crushed red pepper, which I actually liked and appreciated there, um, some salt and pepper, of course. And then she throws it into an oven at 400 for about 30 minutes until they're, you know, an appropriate level of toasty brown. Uh, she puts the cauliflower into a bowl after this is all done, and then she adds some delicious things to it. Uh, the first thing is mascarpone cheese. Six ounces, uh, six ounces of Gruyere, and then she juliennes some prosciutto, which I I kind of love that, uh, because it'll probably get like, you know, it's like a lot of people say like prosciutto is like Italian bacon, so I feel like it'll crisp up a little bit when when it's in the oven. Uh, she adds some more salt and pepper, of course, and then she has a little nutmeg just to, um, you know, give it a little kick. She loves her nutmeg. There's a, there it shows up later in this episode too, but uh, she gives that all a big mix. And now it's time for the bread component, the toast, the vessel. Um, and Ina takes a big bowl, is what she calls it. B-O-U-L-E is what it said in the, uh, the subtitles. But I'm assuming that's a type of bread um, or maybe like a region where this bread, you know, is typically made. It's basically like a round country bread. We don't even really see the bread um, in its original state. So none of this really matters. But she piles the cauliflower mixture on top of it and she sprinkles a little paprika on it. And she says, it gives a little color, a little heat, is how she said it, which made me giggle. So she puts them under the broiler. It's not necessarily toast. I don't know if the bread was toasted either. I mean, the bread did look a little toasted when she was putting it on. So I, I don't know. Maybe she mentioned it and I wasn't paying attention. But I always get nervous when, it's, when I have to put stuff under the broiler because I will forget. I mean, I forget what I had for breakfast this morning, but I, I feel like I've... I've come close to doing that a couple times, so I just like stand by the oven and watch them. Um, but they look so good. They really look so delicious. And it feels like um, like a substantial appetizer because there's nothing worse than like getting something and you already want a second and third one, unless it's like a party where people are mingling. But if like if you were served that, I would just, you know, if I was served this, I'd be very happy because it feels like a, like I said, substantial enough where I'm not going to be hungry. Um so she also, to finish these off, 
she cuts up some fresh chives and sprinkles that on top. And she also sprinkles some Parmesan cheese and sea salt on top. And this is one of those like moments, I've talked about it before, where even Ina impresses herself. as <laughs> She's like putting the sea salt on. She's like, wow, this looks amazing. Uh, it's just really cute because I think that I, I feel like she likes all of the recipes that she makes, but she can't possibly love all the recipes. And I think this just turned out the like perfectly for her. So I think she was excited and kind of feeling her oats a little bit. So that made me happy. So she also takes a little bite of this cauliflower toast. And she she does this every so often. But I don't know why. It's not even like a pet peeve. It's just like a suggestion if I was like watching this. Um, you know, if I was watching this for like quality control, I would tell Ina, when you take a bite, chew it. Like just take a second and let the flavors sort of, you know, before you go right into it. She like took a bite and immediately was like, oh my gosh, so good. And I was like, well, we know it's good, but I just wanted her to take a few seconds to chew, enjoy it, and then say something. Uh, she did it twice in this episode, I feel, but um, she doesn't do it too often, but I feel like I've seen other Food Network chefs do this too. So it, it wouldn't be something that I would think of, but like as I'm watching it back, um, who knows? So now Ina is back in the library. Uh, she says, I'm always looking for a side dish that goes with everything, with fish, with chicken, with lamb. And she tosses her hands out with like everything. Like she's like with fish, with chicken, with lamb. It's like she's it's like a punching bag. Um, but she is making her herbed her herbed. She's making her baked spinach zucchini. Um, oh, she said her. Oh, gosh. Take two on all this, folks. Her baked spinach zucchini is exactly that. I was I wrote that note, but I didn't put quotes about it. I thought that was something that I was commenting on. Uh, this is still Ina talking. So she's back in the kitchen. She's slicing up some zucchini and then puts them in a pan, a pretty big pan with some olive oil and then some green onion. And while that cooks, she preps some garlic. And this is actually a really good tip. I would have never thought of this. Uh, when you're chopping your onion, <laughs> your onions, <laughs> when you're chopping your garlic, folks, um, smash the garlic first. It releases like the oils. It, it has like it, it releases that flavor, but it also makes it easier to uh, to chop, which I would never have thought of. And maybe maybe everyone has been doing that except for me. But when I saw her do that, I was like, oh, that's such a good idea, because sometimes when you just go to chop like a, a clove, it just I don't know. It's not easy. So that was I'm going to take that with me. I was excited about that one. So she adds uh, she adds garlic to the zucchini and then brings out the frozen spinach. And then she also adds some cooked basmati rice left over, you know, from whenever uh, to this as well. And now it's time for some herbs, some fresh herbs, which uh, are parsley and basil. And then she adds some nutmeg again. She's a nutmeg head, that Ina. Uh, she puts uh, a few tablespoons of lemon juice in there as well and then salt and pepper. So that's pretty much like the mixture. And now it's time to make a custard, a savory custard, I'd say. Um, so it's four large eggs, extra large eggs, uh, heavy cream, melted butter, and a quarter cup of Parmesan cheese, which sounds delish. Uh, so now it's time to assemble all this. So she has these, oh, they're so, these little like cute cast iron skillets that are like, they're already buttered. And she pours the custard like, she pours the mix in first and then pours the custard over the top and then, of course, tops it off with uh, some more Parmesan cheese and some Gruyere. And they go into the oven at 350 for about 20 minutes, I think she said. 
And luckily, she had some cooking the entire time, thanks to the magic of cooking shows. Uh, so she takes a bite and again starts talking about it too early. I'm like, and it, it it's funny because she says like this is probably going to be really hot, and I just wonder like, I I feel like the shooting an episode would take some time, but like, good God, like give this woman enough time for the food to cool down. You know what I mean? I feel like I I felt as she was taking the bite, she was like already wincing. <laughs> I was I was nervous for her. Um, so. Now it's time. This episode is like flying by, by the way. I don't know. Maybe I didn't like, I feel like sometimes I'll go on a tangent or two, but I feel like this episode's going to be over because we're already on the grand finale, which is eggplant stuffed with spiced lamb, uh, which sounds great. I don't know if I would use lamb. I'd probably use like beef or something like that. Um, not that I couldn't get lamb, but I, I don't really eat lamb that often, I guess. I don't know. I don't know why I'm saying that out loud, but so she starts by cutting up the cutest little eggplants and scoops the middle out of them. They're just like, they're so cute. Um, they're not like a big eggplant. And she says that this recipe could be um, like that. It could be a big eggplant, but she likes, you know, Ina loves like individual portions, which I like too. Uh, I think I like to eat individual portions like that. Like if everyone gets their own cast iron skillet, that way you're not like stressed about like how much you ate or should I grab more, but I'm still hungry, all that stuff. So she um, lost my place in my notes. Okay, so she scoops out all the eggplant um, from the middle, which she saves for later, which I thought was very uh, savvy of her too. Uh, she lines all them up in her casserole dish and she brushes them with olive oil and salts and peppers, each of them. And as she's doing that, she's like, I just think these are adorable. And I, I, I agree, they're really cute. Um, she puts some foil on top of the eggplant and then puts them in the oven at 375 for 30 minutes. And while they bake, it is time to make the filling. Uh, this filling is what dreams are made of. So she starts, of course, with onions and olive oil sauteing away. And she dices up uh, the eggplant that she scooped out from earlier, which I, I thought that was that's a clever little way to, you know, still use the eggplant and not like throw it out. So that was it, it seems like an obvious thing now, like thinking about it. But I was I was like, oh, <laughs> as I was watching this, um, as she she's like she's doing something. She's talking about the eggplant. She's talking about Greek food. And then she like looks she stares like right into the camera and she's like, do you think one of these days Jeffrey will take me to Greece? <laughs> It's like, whoa, I feel like uh, she might have been hinting, Jeffrey, you might you should get to Greece while you can. So Ina's not happy. I feel like Ina would have gone to Greece by now. I feel like she's like such a jet setter. But I don't know. I think there's part of me, too, that feels that Ina is a little bit kind of a homebody or maybe Jeffrey is. And um, she should just take a flight. Go go to Greece with TR. I'll go. To, I'll go to Greece with you. Ina. give me a call. Uh, so she adds the eggplants. uh the, uh, that chopped eggplant and then she has some garlic and then one pound of ground lamb to the onions and gives that a big stir and then she adds some dried oregano and cinnamon folks this is something i never really realized because um a lot of lebanese uh dishes have cinnamon in like in like beef dishes there's like a, a i don't want to say it's strictly lebanese but there's a um a dish called kibbe which is like it's almost like Maybe this isn't the best description, but it's like um, it's like Lebanese meatloaf. Um, but they have like little kibbeh footballs is what I call them. And sometimes it can be also like baked in a 9 by 13, but there's cinnamon in it. And it like it takes it to like a whole new level. It's so good. Um, 
So I'm a big fan of this. I'm so glad she did this. If if she really wanted to like take it up a notch, there's a spice like a Middle Eastern spice called za'atar, which is like uh, it's it, it's like oregano base, but it has like all these other like delicious things in it too. And I feel like there's different versions of that too. And we always have that in our house, of course. Um, so that's just a little a little note from me. But uh, she also adds some dry red wine to the mix. She adds Chianti to be specific, and she gives it a taste first, which I. I don't think I've ever seen her do that. She always just says, like, make sure it's something that you'd like to drink. And, you know, I'll drink anything, really. Um, So now she adds some canned diced tomatoes and then a cup of marinara sauce. And she says, this isn't the time to make your own marinara sauce, which I kind of love. Because I think she says this after this, too. It's like there, there are so many good canned marinara sauces now. Like, they've really, you know, it's not just prego anymore or is it ragu is it is that the other one um i'm not above those i mean i haven't bought we try not to eat a lot of pasta in the house um even though we love it obviously but you know i i'll buy the good marinara sauce i've earned it you know <sighs> i lost my place again um okay so she adds some freshly chopped parsley to this as well as some salt and then she's going to bring that to a boil, just going to simmer it, and then stuff those adorable little eggplants. Uh, speaking of which, uh, which are ready to come out of the oven. So she uh, takes the lamb mixture, which looks so good, and just kind of spoons it into each of the... They're like little boats, uh, these little eggplants. They're so cute. Uh, and she makes it even more delicious by adding a ricotta mixture on top. I'm all about ricotta. I love it. It's so good. Uh, and that ricotta mixture is two egg yolks, ricotta, and goat cheese, and then lots of mint, which I also love. This is such a great, like, I I know it's she's really pushing, like, the Greek factor, and I know it's sort of all relative, but, like, it does feel like Mediterranean. Well, I guess Greece is Mediterranean. Maybe it, it feels Middle Eastern, I guess, with, like, the mint and the, like, the oregano and um, all the other delicious things. And the cinnamon, um, it just looks really, really good. I could eat... This ricotta mixture just like as is. <laughs> it looks so good. But she puts little dollops on top of them. Uh, she puts the dollops on top of the eggplants. And then it's back into the oven for 375 for 30 minutes. And then they come out, of course, and they look delicious. Um, I don't think Ina took a... I almost, almost said sip. I don't think she took a bite of the eggplant. But she wraps it up by saying, well, I hope I've inspired you to take ordinary grocery store vegetables and make something really extraordinary. And then she grabs her leftover glass of Chianti and says, cheers to vegetables. <laughs> so I'll take that. I'll take a, we've had a, it's been a long time since we've had a wacky ending. And this is not by any means the most wacky of them all, but it just, it came out of nowhere where she said cheers to vegetables. And um, that really tickled me. I loved that. So... I guess that's all. That's, I, I feel like this is a shorter episode. I don't know if I was just excited to talk about vegetables or, again, I feel like I did it in tangent as much as I normally do. And maybe maybe some people like that. But, um, ooh, I did want to bring up one thing. I want to give a shout-out to Vanessa, who DM'd me to tell me that... Um, and Vanessa is, of course, one of our newest hydrangeas over on the Good Patreon. Thank you, Vanessa, for supporting the cause. Um, but she did mention if you're using the Patreon app 
that um, she really had to kind of look and type in a couple things to find the good vanilla or the good Patreon. I found if you're using the Patreon app, you you have to type in the good Patreon. Because I even tried to type in like Nick Kochanov and that didn't work either. Which I feel is like a glitch on Patreon's fault. Like I feel like you should be able to search like the good vanilla or, you know, Nick Kachanov and it should pop up. But if you're using that, um, you know, just in case people were having trouble finding it, I would hate for that to be the case. Um, but I honestly think too, just typing in like www.patreon.com slash the good Patreon, just like on your phone browser or like a computer browser is the best route to take. But if any of you are having trouble and want to become a hydrangea, certainly let me know. I'm, I'll be glad to help out. So thank you again to Vanessa for bringing that up. I certainly appreciate that. All right, let's take this on home, shall we? Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you want to follow the podcast on social media, you can follow it on Instagram at goodvanillapod, and you can send me an email at goodvanillapod at gmail.com. Also, I made a group for The Good Vanilla on Facebook. Very easy to find. Just search The Good Vanilla. And, of course, the aforementioned Good Patreon, which can be found at www.patreon.com slash thegoodpatreon. And if you are enjoying the podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave a star rating and review, or just tell another Barefoot Contessa fanatic that also works too. And if you want to know where to get more of me, you can follow me on Instagram at Nick Kuchanov. And you can find me on my other podcast, The Best Supporting Podcast, every week with Colin Drucker. Thanks again for listening, everyone. Stay safe, have a great weekend, and I'll see you next time.